0: I'm preaching a message. It's good to be back in the pulpit today. I'm going to be uh, in the pulpit for um, several, well, let's see, this week, and then we've got the picnic next week, Pastor right there, and then the week after I'll be back. So uh, anyway, we've got, uh, got a lot going on, fun stuff. I'm preaching a message to you that's entitled, An Almost God. I don't know if you ever thought about this. I had a guy one time come to me, God healed his back. I know God healed his back, and then we went to lift something. And he said, "Oh, I got to be careful." I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, you know, I got to make sure my back stays good." And so I asked him, "I said, are you almost healed? Think about this. Are, are we almost delivered? Are are we almost healed? Are are we almost saved?" How many people in the house today can raise your hand and say, Hallelujah, I'm almost saved. Or how many of us can say, I'm 50% saved. Yeah, I'm getting there. How many people can say, I'm 50% healed. And so I want to ask you this question today. Is God an almost God? God doesn't just do something. He always completes the task with you. <laughs> I didn't say for you, but he does it with you. It, it should be a reminder of God's faithfulness and his steadfastness of our lives that God is helping us. So here's the question today, and, and, and I got a lot of questions. There was, we were listening, we went to see our son yesterday in Kentucky. And, uh, and uh, we were driving back and Christy was reading something about, uh, about how you should anoint your house and how you should uh, anoint your body and how you should do all these things. And it, it said that, uh, you know, sometimes when you carry something in your house, it could have a demonic attack. Uh, you know, it could have demonic uh, strongholds hooked to it and, and all this kind of thing. You know, I've heard that within towns that... There are, I've heard this about Gassaway, that there's certain, certain demonic activity and certain demons are over certain areas of, of, of all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, no, I'm the church. I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than any stronghold that's out there. Because here's the thing, do we serve an almost God? And, and, and so my question is, is are we almost delivered? Or are we, are, are we just, you know, playing tiddlywinks through the process? No. We are over these things. And what we have to do, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, was, I had those teenagers in there today, and I thought I looked at them. I said, you know, there's nothing that you're going through now that we have never gone through. See, we've gone through everything. And I looked at them, and I said, I said, is the school system too far gone that we can't change it? You know what they said? Yes. They said, the school system is too far gone that we can't change it. And I told them, I said, I disagree. And I said, we are the most powerful identity. We can change the school system. We can change the communities and we can change the world. You can't think puny, you have to think big. You have to think, Jesus said this to Peter. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, you cannot be destroyed by the power of darkness if you're one of God's. It's impossible for you to be destroyed. Only if you... Decide that you want to be destroyed. Only if you decide that you want to be that you want to walk sick, only if you decide that you want to walk to where you can't be delivered. You say, Well, you know the thing about it is I've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about it about this thing that I struggle with for years, and I continue to struggle with it. Why do I struggle with it? Well, when you get the revelation of who you are, come on now, don't, don't shout me down. When you get the revelation of who you are. No devil, no demon. Full authority. You have the same authority that Jesus has. So what seems to be the problem? You should rest assured that God is always going to come through for you. Even in your worst time, in your most challenging and difficult times. Philippians chapter 1, 6 says this. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. And there's another scripture that says that he will see it to completion. He's working on you. He's helping you. When God starts a work in your life, he doesn't just leave us struggling and figuring things out on our own. That's not the God that we serve. You know, I have this conflict to where, you know, I I ask people how they're doing. They say, well, I'm struggling today. And I'm thinking, yeah, we all can go through stuff. We can all go through Uh, through hard times and different things, but we can't forget who we are. We can't forget who we are. I want to thank those that prayed for me this week in my pilot exam. Uh, A lot of it went well, some of it not so good. I uh, I had to do a a navigation uh, chart, and he didn't like it. And I didn't know how to answer some of the questions that were on it. I was doing good till then, till I got up to that point. And then he said, well, I have to give you a letter of disapproval, but you can come back and fix it and pay me an additional $200 to the $600 that I already gave him. And I'm thinking, man, what's wrong with this? And, and so I looked at the fella. I'm 54 years old. I'm not a little snot-nosed kid, and I don't care. I can still fly, and and I looked across the table at the guy, I said, I'm 54 years old, and nobody has ever given me a letter of disapproval. And I stared at him. (laughs) But he said, you can come back, and we'll start right here once you figure that out, and it's going to cost you an additional 200 bucks." I said, okay, I'll be back. Now, there's several different ways that you can take that. You can say, well, you know, I'm discouraged and whoa, 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 whoa. No. No. You just fix it. But see, many people today, they quit. You know, I'm not insulted by that because obviously I didn't know what I was doing with that navlog. We don't do those anymore. We don't look at, I mean, I'll never do one again as long as I live. But it's like you got to know that. That's the problem today with this world is there's no backbone within the church. There's no backbone within people because what happens is people say, well, you know, the devil goes boo, and the next thing you know, you go with what he says. Got to be real careful about that. You got to be real careful about that. When God starts a work in our lives, he doesn't just leave us Struggling. He's going to help you to figure it out. (coughs) He sees us to the end assuring that the work is complete in his perfect timing and according to his divine plan. God has a divine plan for you. If you look at Isaiah 55 and verse 11, here's what it says. I'm going with the English standard on this one. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth that it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I send it. Can you imagine me reading that from the King James? There it is right there. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. For what God has purposed for you and me, we shall succeed in those things. There is no failure in this verse. When God speaks a word over our lives, he doesn't just speak it and then forgets about it. And he'll teach you through the process. What about your hopes and dreams? What about the things that God has spoke to you about over the years? Why aren't you doing them? Why aren't you doing them? Don't give me the excuse of the man at the pool of Bethesda. I've got nobody to put me in the water. Don't give me that excuse. Nobody helped me when I, I went on the Secretary of State's uh, website and formed the corporation called the Pulse Church. Nobody helped me when I started the the We Care Daycare and had to go to the Secretary of State's office and go to the accountant and go to this and go to that. Nobody helped me. you got hopes and dreams. You need to do it. You need to do those things that God has called you to do. And then he'll put people in your path to help you through that process. And man, I tell you what, next year, I told, I told John Sandy this coming up the road today. I said, we got two more daycares to launch this year. I said, I'll get my pilot's license out of the way. And I said, the next year, I start a book. I start a book next year. And, 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 and you're saying, man, you, you can't let grass grow. Under your feet, you got to stay at it because people need you. People need you to change their life. They need me. They need you. (coughs) We can trust God to fulfill his promise and to complete the task that he has set before us. So my question is, is why haven't you started the business yet? Why haven't you started the ministry yet? You know, one thing, and I don't know if it's a good thing or I don't know if it's a bad thing, but my parents never told me that I couldn't do anything. Maybe they should have a few times, but they never told me that. They always told me that the sky was the limit. You can do anything that God calls you to do. There's no limitations. See, you have to understand something is that there are no limitations with God if he's called you to do it. Money's not an issue. Money should never be an issue. I've seen it lean and I've seen it green. And it's never stopped us. Pastor Wright told me one time, he said, any vision that God gave me, I never let money hinder it. You can't do it. He'll always make a way. So did you almost start a ministry? But it's still sitting idle? Do we serve an almost God? Did did you almost get healed, but there was no one praying for me? I, I, I almost got delivered, but it wasn't God's timing. I'm telling you, change the world. Change it. I I can't get off of that to change the world. If you're one of these people that that struggled struggled with addiction, help get other people free because you're no longer a struggler. You're one of those people that struggled financially but yet you figured it out? Teach other people how to do it. I had a guy come in the other day and delivered a refrigerator to our office in Taze Valley. And he brought a buddy of his that's a retired engineer. And he came in the studio and he looked. He said, man, this is really cool, he said. I mean, you got green screens, you got lights, you got computers, you got lights, camera, action Uh, within these podcasts and within what we do in the radio station and all that. It's right there housed in that one spot. And he walks in and he says, "Can you show me how to do this?" He says, "Sure, I can." Andy Stout stood right here with me one day, and we took an old beat-up soundboard that I still have that belongs to me, and we started pattering it out on how to do a podcast, and we had wires run all over the place. And what's amazing is it worked. it really did it worked I take it home and I start hooking it up in our dining room I got wires all over the all over the house you remember we got Lindsay Lindsay running the board right there she's right there at the kitchen counter she's got a laptop We got a baby squalling and screaming all over the place. And she's taking care of making sure that everything's up. I said, Lindsay, you need to teach me how to do that so you you don't have to do it. And and, and then we had wires all over the place. And then Christy and I do our first show. And then John Sandy comes on board the next show. And then Tim Morris comes on board as a, as a, a host that day. And the next thing I know, we've got a Friday night show. Then the next thing, Jay Mace calls me and says, Hey, we got an office building that we can use down in Taze Valley. This, is th- this thing is nice, state of the art. <laughs> so we moved it all there. Pastor Jay said, I've got a big table over at the Winfield campus that you can take over. And Jay and I carried over. I mean, it was heavy. But what I have learned is that when you start something, you haven't always arrived. It evolves. It evolves into things, new ideas, new this, new that. I wonder if this works. I wonder if that works. Somebody gave me a check one time for $175 and said, I know you have a vision for a radio station. Gave me a check for 175 $175. And I said, "Yes, I have a vision for a radio station, but I, I I can't make it work. I don't know something's not right. <laughs> I can't get it to work." And then I get a phone call from Lindsay. Lindsay and I back and forth trying to work on it, left it alone for six months. She calls me on the phone and she says, "I figured it out." I said, "You figured what out?" She said, "I figured out the radio station." Hopes and dreams. Ministries that God wants you to start. Visions that you have. I want to tell you, get to work. Let me look at everybody. Let me make eye contact with everybody. Get to work. But don't let the next word out of your mouth be but. When I say get to work... Your next word is but, no, how? Do it. God will make a way, I promise you. God's in it, he will make a way. Because God didn't just almost do it. Jesus didn't just almost go to the cross. Jesus didn't almost just die for our sins. Jesus didn't almost do this for you and almost for that. He completed it. We don't serve an almost God. I remember the day, driving up the road in my car, almost two house payments behind, saying, God, I don't know what to do, but I need your help. he turned it around right after that things started happening Sam God just wanted me to recognize that I needed him and then he turned it around I can give you story after story after story about how God has worked but here's the thing my ministry is not your ministry they can intertwine with one another but they're not mine my vision is not your vision for, for what your ministry is. But they can intertwine. Do it. Don't hold back. Because there's a scripture that he will do exceedingly abundi- abundantly more than we could ever ask. So where's our limitation? You know where the limitation is? Between the ears. The limitation is in between the ears. (laughs) I'm telling you. I said, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I've driven up the road before. I said, Father, I don't know how to to do this. I said, but I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to believe for you. How are you going to pay for a book? I don't know. I'm not worried about it. How you going to launch your next campus? How are you going to get the money to do it? I don't know, but it'll be there. How are you going to launch these other daycares? How much is it going to cost? I don't really care. I'm telling you, there's no limitations when you have God on your side. Stand to your feet. He's a great God, is he not? Give him a hand clap of praise. I hope you're thinking now. I hope you're thinking about this because we do not serve an almost God. I'm going to need some help with these kids. You know, back when we had, we had a bunch of kids, man, I tell you what, we got, we got kids that, that, are, that are coming in, coming up to the church, and, and man, I tell you what, I want to pour into them. Want to pour into them. I'm hoping that we can uh, can continue to have ideas. You know, we can make this building glamorous and gorgeous and and all this kind of thing. But you know what? Buildings don't bring people. People bring people. People bring people. And so, you got to bring people. I think where I live in Scott Depot, I'm so close to the Winfield campus down there, that my success rate of inviting people to go to Winfield are really good. Because that's where I live. And you say, well, you pastor here. No, I pastor both. I'm the senior pastor of both. But let me tell you something. If there's somebody here, had a guy stop me the other day. Here's what he said. You know, I know you don't think I'm a very religious person. I looked at the person and said, I I never said that. (laughs) I never said that. But he asked me to do a favor for him. And what an honor. People are watching your life. They're watching your response. Man, if I could only tell people what I think. But you know what? I can't do it. You know why? I can say one word to somebody and lose them forever. I can smart off one thing to somebody and lose them forever. We have to be so careful who we are. We have to know who we are in Christ, but we also have to show humility, too, to people. Andy and I have a really good ministry going on right now at the airport, so we're hoping some of those people are going to come in because we're witnessing to them. You know, I was really frustrated about that the other day, um, and, and that 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 navigation journal that or that thing that I didn't have right. I was really frustrated, and I could have gave... Some people have piece of my mind over that. But let me tell you something. I can't. I can't. I got to own it. I got to fix it. I can't blame anybody. Oh, I want to. I want to tell people some things. But I'm not going to. Why? Because the people that I'm dealing with are lost. And I got to be Jesus. I got to be Jesus to these people. I got I got to represent Jesus to these people. Oh, I've had many conversations with myself the past few days. They've not been good. I've argued a lot with myself. But you know what? God will help me. God will help me. But as long as I'm arguing with I, I had a somebody one time they lit in on me in the afternoon and I looked at him and I said you know what I said it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon I said I've got along with myself all day I haven't had one conflict with myself all day <laughs> I said don't, don't add to it do we serve an almost God are we almost a Christian are we almost walking in victory no Walk in victory because we serve a great Savior. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you, God, for helping us to be real. Lord, there are people in this congregation that have ministries that you're calling them to. And Lord, I just pray through this message, it just lights a fire within inside of them to do it. To start that business, to start that ministry. And there's no but after The question is, why haven't you done it yet? Do it. Be obedient to God. Trust Him. Him. And He will do big things in your life. Whatever you need today, if you need special prayer, something going on in your your life, the altar's open. Those that are watching online, uh, if you have a prayer request, be sure to just type it in there and we'll we'll be glad to, to pray for you all around the world today, wherever you may be. In Jesus' name. What is your need? You want to come and pray for our church, pray for our teenagers? Can you believe that our teenagers told me there's no hope in the school system? There's no hope. They believe that, that there's no hope. If you don't need any prayer over anything, come and pray for our teenagers. My Lord, can you imagine what they're going through today? Just pray for one another. Pray for our churches. Pray for our outreach. Pray for what God wants to do. The people that you talk to today out in the community, come and pray for them. Come pray for our mayor. I love our mayor. Come pray for him. Pray for our daycare workers. Pray for what God wants to do. Man, I tell you, I'm excited for what God wants to do and what He's doing. I'm not discouraged about anything. I'm excited for what God's doing. You have a special need today? Come and pray. Do a big work, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God, for making things affordable. Thank you, God, for helping us. Pray for our mayor. Pray for our leadership. Pray for our daycares, our radio station around the world, all the employees of the Pulse Church and volunteers in both locations, God. Pray for Pastor Jay and Winfield. I pray, God, that you help them. I pray you help us. Exciting. Lord, I just pray people will start being excited to be on this prayer call at 8 o'clock. Man, we've been having some great prayer times. And we just pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, for people just to have a desire to be on it and to pray and to seek your face. Pray for our communities and our families, ministries around the world.
1: Thank
0: you, God. for the softball team, Father. People on that team that are lost and need you. We just pray that we can be a witness to them, God. Help us, Jesus. It's about winning the game of life. Jesus. Pray for our teenagers. I pray for our school system. Help us to change it, Lord. Help them to not doubt, but to believe that they can change it. Pray for our president. I pray for our Congress. I pray for our leadership. Oh, God. Back to you. Bring them back to you, God. Help us to change this world. Such a worthy God. Nothing compares to this, what a
1: beautiful name it is, the name
0: of Jesus. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Exciting. Exciting. Don't forget about next, next Sunday, Holly Gray Park. So Jesus, oh, Yes.
1: I wanted to let everybody know about dad um y'all been praying for him for the the cancer that the devil's put on him um, he's uh he done 25 trips to clarksburg for radiation once a week for five weeks and he had radiation every day and he had um chemotherapy every Friday for five weeks just one five times and then um, the uh, <clears throat> all that is done the radiation the last one was last Monday and the doctors have told him <clears throat> excuse me that he'll have to he'll, he's going to have to have surgery to remove the tumor that has been shrunk shrank by the radiation and that'll be sometime in the beginning of July, and um, between now and then, they're wanting him to get his strength back, because radiation zapped him pretty good, and they, they said that he'll probably start feeling better after the second week, after the radiation is finished, so that's next Monday, starts the second week, but his, uh, he's got a, not much energy, he's not been able to eat much, it's like a sunburn where the radiation was at. Uh, it's right at the top of his, his stomach. So, was where the esophagus drops into the stomach. There's a flapper there. Well, the tumor is right there at that flapper. So, whenever he's trying to eat anything, they said it's like a sunburn on the inside. So, any kind of heat, any kind of warm food, or any kind of cold food, drink, anything, it's a, you flip a coin, sometimes it don't hurt, sometimes it does. He can drink lukewarm water, he can drink cold water, it just, you never know. The past few days, he's only eaten some, some pudding and um, a little bit of water, I guess, not much. Doctors told him he's probably going to have to go and have a uh, IV for fluids, throughout this process because they're pretty sure you're going to be dehydrated they just expect they know it's going to happen so that's that's where we're at Um, trying to convince dad that he needs to go so uh, they finally got him. Sorry. I love my dad. <laughs> they finally convinced him this morning to go to the doctor to the hospital to get some fluids is what we assumed cuz he keeps getting so dizzy he can't uh, can't get up and do much at all. And the radiation is hitting him. I mean he looks frail. So he's not eating. I mean he's going to be frail. <clears throat> So we finally convinced him last night after I helped him off the floor because when he goes to get dizzy, he'll just kind of collapse to prevent hurting himself. I mean, he's with it enough to know that he don't want to fall. So once I finally convinced him to get up and get moving again, he got up and sat in the recliner. I said, you really need to go get some fluids. I said, that's what they told us was going to happen. So it's not that big a deal. It's just an IV and some fluids. Okay. I'll see what tomorrow holds. Well, this morning, mom texted me as we was coming here and she said, we're going to go to the ER and hopefully probably just get some fluids. So they went and checked him over and they did that. <clears throat> and they found that his, he's not as dehydrated as, as, as they thought his magnesium and potassium are very low So with the whole surgery that's coming, they're planning to eventually have to do a feeding tube because all that's gonna be so bad he can't swallow. So as of right now, they're actually en route to Clarksburg UHC to possibly put a feeding tube in to try and get him some more, get his numbers back under control and get him some strength about him so that he can function until the surgery is coming. So, if y'all don't mind, come pray for that.
0: Jesus, we pray over Roger right now. Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name for his body. Father, we just curse cancer in the name of Jesus. Father, not only that, but we pray strength to come to his body. Right now in the name of Jesus. Father God that you restore his health a hundredfold, what the enemy has tried to steal from him, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we just lift him up to you. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Father for this to be dissolved. Father God, no surgery. Just Father, God, just heal, heal this area of his body. And Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise and we give you honor because it is in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Please remind me every day on the prayer call, if it slips my mind, I try not to let it slip my mind, but if it does for us, always at eight o'clock that we're praying for Roger stout amen every day please get on that call with us we need your help we need you to pray there's people that are laying in the balance of life and death in within this world and we pray for them and we believe god for great things but lord we just pray and thank you god for what you're doing roger stout is one of the finest people in the world one of the finest guys in the world Scott. Father, we pray over Scott. Father, first of all, we pray for his spiritual health. We pray for healing in his spirit, God. These bad things that he thinks towards God. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you love him through it. Lord, help Shannon to love him through it and to help him through that process. But God, we just pray, Father, for this cancer to be gone in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, God, in the areas of the liver. Father, God, we just pray for your healing power. And Lord, we just believe what you're going to do. And Lord, we just pray. In the name of Jesus, you help us to be a witness to those. And Lord, we give you thanks. We give you honor for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Have a great day, everybody.